I like the Israeli version of the Iran nuclear deal. It's called blow them to smithereens. That's how the Israelis do it. It's much more effective, much simpler. Blow up Iranian nuclear scientists using a remote control rifle. You've got mystery explosions causing these nuclear facilities in Iran to just like melt down and self-destruct. It's a highly effective nuclear deal, deal, unlike the pathetic Obama nuclear deal, the even more pathetic Biden nuclear deal, which we're about to sign. All right, coming up, the New York Times has finally admitted that the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic. Now, you have, the Times finally confirms 14 months later, thank you very much, that the Hunter Biden laptop, as though, was there ever any doubt? The Hunter Biden laptop, even the New York Times has been forced to concede that it was legit, that it was genuine, that it was not Russian propaganda, as Joe Biden claimed, which means that the Times is confirming that the election was rigged. That's coming up. Meanwhile, here's a clip from Fox News Sunday, a clip of Wendy Sherman, the deputy secretary of state. And this is actually stunning because Wendy Sherman was asked about the Biden-Iran nuclear deal, the nuclear deal that we're about to get into, and she was shockingly honest about how bad this nuclear deal is. I, I was pretty stunned. Listen to this. I just have two more quick questions. You sure. think that this deal is as good as the 2015 deal? You were a part of that as well? Uh, I think we don't know yet. It is not closed. It is not finished. We are urging all parties uh, to do what they need to. And there's a lot of onus on Iran to decide whether, in fact, it wants uh, to move forward or not, come into compliance and ensure that Iran never has a nuclear weapon. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that we don't know yet. That's her answer. I think I mean, she's like a trained professional diplomat. This is her entire job or a lot of her job is to be a spokesperson for the for the State Department and say, oh, this is the best deal ever. I mean, this is going to make the Obama deal look pitiful. This is like we're going to make sure that Iran never develops. I mean, there's so many talking points you could have used. You almost sense the frustration. And she was part of the original deal. And she says, I think we don't know yet. I think we don't know yet. Well, there, there's a vote of confidence. There's a ringing endorsement. So what does that tell you? That tells you that as, as, as somebody working in the Biden State Department, she's frustrated. I mean, that's the equivalent for Biden's own deputy secretary of state to say, well, I think we don't know yet. And then just m- m- give this fluffy answer, this meet this g- g- generic answer saying virtually nothing. That's the equivalent of saying something like, this is a terrible deal. We this is the worst deal ever. I mean, for, it's it, it's nothing short of that. And you know, we 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 know that there were three members of the Biden negotiation team in Vienna who have quit in protest because they said this is ridiculous. We're making so many concessions and getting so little in return. And this further confirms that she was asked another question as well. Listen to this clip. Madam Secretary, you can understand the disconnect for the average American watching this happening. As we're sitting at the table, not only with the Iranians, but the Russians in Vienna, we are getting fired upon by Iran. Uh, You're saying the target wasn't the U.S. consulate, but that's where it ended up. Uh, Help people get square this circle, because it doesn't seem like a lot of people think that we should be doing that. It's, it's hard to understand. I appreciate that. But here's the deal. Uh, if Iran has a nuclear weapon, its ability to project power into the Middle East and to deter us, our allies and partners, is enormous. So President Biden believes very strongly, as does Secretary Blinken, as do I, that we need to make sure that Iran never 
obtains a nuclear weapon. And then we also need to deal with their malign behavior in the region. Uh, but first, we've got to make sure that they cannot obtain a nuclear right. weapon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's hard to understand. I appreciate that. She has no answer. She has no answer. And instead of what they usually do is dodge the question. Again, she's almost throwing Biden under the bus there. But it's like the Iranians literally shot missiles. I mean, Netanyahu said, Bibi Netanyahu, he said it's absurd to be uh, negotiating a nuclear deal with Iran. And meanwhile, several days ago, Iran launches, what, six missiles toward the U.S. embassy in, in, in Iraq. And Biden's claiming, well, but it wasn't aimed at the actual embassy or the consulate or whatever. Of course it was. It just happened. It was just a random coincidence that the Iranians shoot a bunch of rockets and they landed right near the uh, U.S. embassy or U.S. consulate in Iraq. That, well, yeah, but it was a whole separate target that they were aiming at. And I know there's reports about they were aiming at some kind of secret Israeli facility. But come on. I mean, and, and, and she admits, well, yeah, this is hard. And then what's her mantra? What is her talking point? Well, we need to do this because the first and foremost, we need to, de- to to ensure that Iran doesn't develop nukes. And then we'll worry about all their other behavior, like shooting rockets at the U.S. consulate, like all the terrorist attacks, like he- like supporting Hezbollah, supporting Hamas, supporting the Houthi rebels who are constantly launching these terror attacks. The IRGC, uh, the, 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 the most vicious ter- terrorist group uh, on the planet or one of them. And, uh, yeah, all that stuff we're going to deal with later. First, we have to make sure they don't develop a nuke. Then we'll deal with all the terrorism. I mean, and, and it, the, the, the nuclear deal doesn't even ensure they don't develop a nuke. But here's the talking point is all the terrorism stuff, we'll deal with that later. First, we got to deal with the nukes. You know the problem? The problem is we've been hearing that since 2015, the original Obama deal, right, where they did not deal with the Iranian terrorism at all. And it was like, well, yeah, well, let's get this out of the way first. Then we're going to deal with the terrorism. Well, when does that day come? I mean, here we are seven years later. They're virtually back to square one, except the Iranians are closer, much closer to a nuke nuke now than thanks to Biden than they were uh, in 2015. Uh, and, and, and still we're not dealing with the Iranian terrorism. So it's a joke. It's, it's totally, it's totally, it's completely, completely a sham when they say let's deal with the nuke stuff and then we're going to deal with the terrorism. They never deal with the terrorism. They never will deal with the terrorism. Unlike Trump who says, you know how you deal with the terrorists and the Mossad? Well, you blow them up. That's simply that you label them terrorist groups. You sanction them to smith, you know, to smithereens uh, from here to, 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 to who knows where. And then you, uh, just blow them up. And that's the only way to deal with these evil, this evil, vicious regime. So, like I said, we're on the verge. Any day now, they're going to sign another deal. Trump is the one who pulled out of the original deal. Trump decimated Iran's economy. Uh, Along with the Israelis and the Mossad, Trump sabotaged the Iranian illegal nuclear program. And now Biden, he's going to eliminate sanctions on dozens of Iranian terrorists and he's going to bribe them with billions of dollars in cash. Remember the piles of cash that were delivered on pallets by Obama to Iran, excuse me, as a way of bribing them the first time around. Now there are reports that Biden is going to rescind the status of the IRGC as a terror group. I mean, like I said, arguably the most vicious terror group on the planet, the IRGC, these brutal, heinous monsters, um, they've carried out like the worst terrorist attacks in history, some of them, and uh, they're very well organized. They've got tons of money. And then who was the first to label the IRGC a terror group? It's it's astonishing that it took so many years. But Trump, they were not labeled a terror group until Trump took office. And now Biden is strongly considering, because the Iranians and the Russians are pressuring Biden to do this, removing them, removing their designation as a terror group, which is egregious. Um, and, And what they're saying is that Biden would agree to do this in exchange for a commitment 
that the Iranians will de-escalate their spread of violence throughout the Middle East. So we're going to take off the label, remove the label of IRGC as a terror group. You better promise that you're going to stop your violence. You're going to stop your terror attacks. And the the U.S., get this, the U.S. would monitor Iran's compliance and um, to agreement to de-escalate and would retain the option to restore the designation. Part of the deal is that the U.S. Biden could restore the label terrorist if Iran does not comply with their part of the bargain. Number one, you don't need to retain. That's absurd. Well, we retain the option. The U.S. has any option they want. They can label anybody a terror group anytime. So it's not like, well, that's part of the negotiation that if you don't keep your end of the bargain, then we're going to uh, re- re- reverse the decision and we're going to restore the label of terrorism. You don't have to explain that. Like that, that goes without saying. You could do that any time, but they're never going to get it. You watch. I mean, unless Trump comes back, they're never going to get back that le- that designation, that label of terror group. The whole thing is just absurd. All right. Meanwhile, as I said, so we'll keep you updated, of course, on all the details as they unfold, as they develop. Meanwhile, the New York Times has confirmed that the election in 2020 was rigged. The Hunter Biden laptop story, which was full of scandals. Again, the Democrats are going to get you into like a discussion about, well, was it illegal? Was Hunter Biden technically illegal? All these. I mean, he was basically taking millions and millions of dollars from China, from Russia, from other countries, from from, of course, the don't forget that Ukrainian energy company. And uh, and it was clear from these emails that were obtained from this Hunter Biden laptop that they were giving a huge chunk of money. Millions of dollars are going to the big guy. Right. And uh, the big guy, of course, we know was 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 Joe Biden. And this was when Joe Biden was vice president. So they were essentially using Hunter, paying off Hunter millions to get to his father, the vice president, who's now the president. So this was an enormous scandal. So the Democrats are going to get you into a conversation. Well, was it legal? Was it illegal? It doesn't matter. The media completely buried this story. Now the New York Times wakes up, but they rigged the election. They they did everything they could to silence this story. This story was hidden. They, unless you were looking hard for the Hunter Biden laptop story, you could not find it on social media. Twitter banned the story. Twitter suspended the New York Post for weeks, right in October, late October, at the heart of, of election season. And now the New York Times wakes up 14 months later. Oh, we have confirmed that the laptop was genuine, which is something we've known all along. So literally, the New York Post suspended from Twitter for three weeks as they were trying to publish details about the story, the Hunter Biden laptop. The the, the media discredited the story. I mean, this is one of the biggest scandals ever involving a presidential candidate just days before the election, his son being paid off. Uh, and uh, Biden being Joe Biden himself being paid off. Talk about the collusion that the media likes to tell us about. And what did the media tell us? They said it was Russian disinformation. Biden himself in a debate of oh, the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's Russian disinformation, which is now confirmed by The Times and others to be a complete lie. It, it, it's it's it was totally it was a total disingenuous lie when Biden claimed it was Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation. But like literally nobody nobody in the media reported the story. The New York Post was ridiculed and then suspended from Twitter. This story, there are millions of voters out there who get their news from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from CNN. And if they had been aware of this story, remember in 2016, the Hillary email servers, James Comey gave that press conference. I mean, that did have a big impact, arguably, on the election in 2016. So this could have easily changed the outcome of the election. Meanwhile, and by the way, let's not forget that there were 50 Intelligence officials, 50 intelligence officials signed a letter 
essentially saying that it was Russian disinformation, which was completely baseless. They, they fabricated this bogus narrative about it being the Hunter Biden laptop being Russian disinformation. It was completely authentic. And, you know, th- this included there was a bunch of Democrats. I mean, Leon Panetta and, uh, you know, uh, I think John Brennan. It's just a bunch of intelligence officials, all Democrat intel officials, Obama, Clinton, intel officials. And they said they had no idea. If you read the letter carefully, we have no idea. But this uh, appears to be something that would resemble Russian disinformation or some nonsense like that. So they basically put out this letter. It gave the media an excuse to say, well, 50 intel officials signed a letter saying that Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation. They never even said that in the letter. But even what they said in the letter was egregious, you know, basically saying we have no idea. We have no idea, but we think maybe, maybe it's Russian disinformation. And now there's your soundbite. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden is an artist, right? He Now he's painting, he's selling paintings for massive amounts of money. Hunter Biden, the artist, you cannot make this stuff up. It's, it, it, I mean, it, it's crazier than any fiction. It's a joke. I mean, his art sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars, I, I believe he has made a hundred million dollars selling art since his father became president, and and the media once again is completely ignoring and burying this story. Now, why is Hunter Biden's art work selling for so much money for so many millions? I mean, now let's figure. I guess he's like the next Picasso. I guess he's like the next Rembrandt. I mean, do you, could it be perhaps people are actually buying access to the Bidens? All right. So inflation is out of control, and I just want to make this point. I just I need to say this, that, you know, a lot of people are assuming, oh, Biden is so incompetent and the White House, this administration, they are so incompetent. Don't they realize? I mean, here's been the formula. The formula, I mean, gas prices are out of control. Uh, the, the food prices are out of control. Electronics, the supply chain. Right. And, and the formula has been pump a ton of money into the economy. He tried to put even more with Build Back Better, but pump a ton of money, stimulus and all these other uh, spending packages. Let's pump a ton of government money into the economy. They're printing money left and right. And uh, and meanwhile, of course, now they've had all these supply chain issues and uh, just th- th- there's just so much money being spent and there's a, there's a huge demand and a shortage of supply. I mean, it's the perfect recipe for, for inflation, for inflation to just explode out of control. So inflation is literally out of control right now at extremely high levels, the highest in 40 years. And it's clearly thanks to Biden policy. So people are saying, yeah, and Biden is lying about it. He's blaming it on Putin. I mean, it it predated Putin by months. But um, people are assuming, oh, Biden's so incompetent. Doesn't he realize that all of his policies lead to inflation? And I wonder if it's by design. I think that Biden, I think it might be no accident that they're causing massive inflation because the higher inflation goes, the more poor the country gets, the, the, the more the middle class gets basically crushed down and it's polarized. You have a few super wealthy people and then the rest of the country is basically living below the poverty line or at the poverty line. And what does that do? That means they have a pretense for more socialist programs. So, again, the socialists, the radicals are still running. I know Biden's inching a little bit toward the middle, but the radicals are running the show here, are running the Biden administration for the most part. And who said, you know, these people, you know, they might not be the smartest people in the world, but it doesn't take a, a, a genius, doesn't take like a, a, a brilliant economist to know that their policies are causing, are creating massive inflation. So I think it might be by design. Don't put this past them where they make the country poor. If the country country is poor. They erase the middle class. You either There's either a few small percentage of people who are super rich and the rest of the country is living at the poverty line. And that is what the socialists want. Socialists want because if they get that, then they can pass more 
welfare programs. Then, you know, they, they expand Medicaid again, and they expand Obamacare, and they expand food stamps and so many other welfare programs and build back better passes. So, I mean, it, it really is it's possible that that is, their, that is really their plan, and it's not just pure incompetence that's leading to this massive inflation. And as I said, Biden is blaming Putin. It's absurd to blame Putin. If you look at the numbers between, you know, this past January, which was before the Putin invasion, inflation was over 7%, which was more than 400 percentage points higher than it was when Biden took office. Yes, from January 2021 to January 2022, which was before the Putin invasion, uh, inflation had already exploded. Inflation had increased more than 400%. And remember, Biden's blaming COVID. Now, here's the thing. Even if COVID is the reason, and you know, COVID probably contributed in terms of the supply chain and everything else, the president still needs to fix it. You can't just say, well, circumstances led to the to this uh, total the economy completely collapsing, and now it's not my fault. And I mean, that's what Biden does. He just blames, 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 and that's supposed to absolve him of all responsibility. It doesn't work that way. You still need to figure it out. And Trump figured it out, by the way. I mean, remember, after uh, the, 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 you know, the market crashed during the original lockdowns back in 2020, and Trump uh, caused the economy to recover faster than anybody ever imagined. But as I said, I mean, the Fed keeps printing money. I mean, it's just not sustainable. And uh, Biden's policies have clearly directly led to this disaster of, of an economy and inflation and gas prices being out of control. <clears throat> the Fed keeps printing money, as I said, government programs. It is not sustainable. There is one claim that Biden keeps making, but it's a very disingenuous claim, as others have pointed out as well. Biden says, well, I reduced the deficit. Remember, the, the debt just keeps going up and up. The national debt, it is over $30 trillion. And it went up under Trump, too. So I'm not exactly going to absolve Trump of blame for that one. The Republicans borrow just like the Democrats. But Biden says, well, I've reduced the deficit. We're, re we're reducing the deficit. And uh, it's technically true. The, the budget deficit has like, been nearly a trillion dollars for, for a bunch of years now, which is, which is astronomically high. And, uh, the, the, you know, that's the, the yearly budget deficit in terms of how much more we spend than we bring in and then the country brings in. And Biden says we reduce the deficit. It's technically true, but remember, it's meaningless. So Biden may have reduced the deficit by nearly a trillion dollars, but that doesn't mean anything because the government ran in 2020 because of COVID, because of the crazy stimulus packages. The government spent a huge amount of money in 2020 under Trump, and that was essentially to just keep the economy from collapsing. I mean, just keep the country afloat because nobody was working. These these businesses were closed down. There was a lockdown for months and months. So the government needed to basically spend an extra trillion dollars or more on stimulus funding. So that created a massive deficit. So there was like a $2 trillion deficit in 2020. That was unheard of. That's never happened before. So the next year, it, it, it's still extremely high. It's still over a trillion dollar deficit, which is insane, but it's technically way down from what it was in 2020. But that's because like it was a, that was a huge outlier. But the debt, as I said, has gone up under Biden. Biden is spending, I mean, beyond all human comprehension in, in, in just insane amounts of money. So he's, you know, he's claiming, well, I'm reducing the deficit, but that is really bogus. Uh, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.